We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yes, it's the final hour of the show as we close out the week here on The Playmakers. Adrian Hernandez riding solo, although Lindsay is here in spirit. Coming up at 425, Rick Thayer, GM of Evo, will be here to explain what is about to invade Mandalay Bay next weekend with the biggest fighting game tournament in the world. But today's show has been a theme. A lot of fighting because earlier we were joined by Kurt Angle. We got UFC 277 this weekend. It's SummerSlam this weekend. We got Jake Paul headlining Madison Square Garden next weekend. And, of course, Vince McMahon isn't in charge of the WWE, so we reached out to one of the best in the business when it comes to covering combat sports. Andreas Hale joins us his second time on the show Friend of the show vibes, and you can read his work at Sporting News. You can hear him on Fight Nation on SiriusXM, his own podcast, The Corner Podcast, and so much more. Andreas, we appreciate you making time for us. How are you feeling and doing? I'm doing well, man, but like you mentioned, it, it is a busy week in the wonderful world of combat sports and pro wrestling. And you didn't mention Ric Flair's last match this weekend as well. Yes, that too, because I really don't want to believe that's actually happening as more and more videos come out. Um, and as always, all insider calls are brought to us by BetQL. Bet smart and beat the books. Download your BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. And look, the first time you joined us was June 15th. So a couple weeks ago, that was two days after the Wall Street Journal's report and a couple hours before Vince McMahon somehow decided, let me go on national television on Fox for SmackDown. And one of the taglines here on the show is that we're sports and other things. And we had to get down to business because of everything happening. But real quick, um, I noticed that you went on vacation uh, to California. You were in San Diego. I was there recently. Now, I made the mistake. I took my son to the Sesame Street, the what used to be Wet and Wild, that's Sesame Street, that they're getting sued for $25 million. Before that whole shenanigan, that place sucked. And we got duped. I thought it was, like, connected with SeaWorld. You took your family to SeaWorld because I heard it on the Corner Podcast, wherever you get your podcast. So I want to know real quick before we get into everything, uh, from a kid's perspective, is it worth it? Because Sesame Street sucked. Yeah, no, SeaWorld was worth it, man. My daughter's uh, five. My son's four months, so he don't care one way or another. But my daughter's five, and she, she was excited about the dolphins and the sharks and the turtles. So it's worth the price of a mission Ooh, just turtles. to see her react. Yeah, right? Like, two turtles. But she, <laughs> she loved all that. Um, we went to the zoo, so she enjoyed it. And it's funny because I'm usually in San Diego at that time for Comic-Con, but this time, instead of looking at Marvel panels, I was looking at orcas. So I can't complain, man. I had a good time. No, that, that's fantastic. And wow, yeah, yeah, you're really in that dead life. Like, no no Comic-Con, we had SeaWorld, but, you know, sometimes you got to do it. 
And uh, before we get into everything, I do want to preference for people because obviously half of the things with Vince McMahon are allegations. The others are, they happen. These NDAs were signed and all this is going on. So when we talk about wrestling and everything uh, for people listening, we don't want to make light of some of the things that have happened and have caused and trauma and everything like that. Um, But as we get into this news, uh, I said it when you first joined us that as a community, the one thing wrestling fans could agree on is I think we never thought that this would happen where Vince isn't in power with the WWE uh, unless he wasn't breathing. And we're in this era of complete shamelessness. And, you know, if you have money and power, you feel empowered and nothing matters, whether it's some of the people who have held the highest positions of power in this country or even more recently with Daniel Snyder being like, uh, actually, I don't want to get that subpoena. I'm going to go to Europe and Mayotte so you guys can't, you know, give it to me. So with all that being said, how have you taken the news now that we've had a little bit of time to think about it with Vince being out at WWE? I mean, you're right. We never thought we'd see the day, and you know, until he was, you know, done with life that he would, you know, this is his life. This is bigger than his wife, than Linda McMahon. This is, pro, this is his lifeblood. And the fact that he retired tells you a couple of things it tells you one there 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 was worse things that seemed like they were about to come out so he tried to get ahead of it as arrogant as he was to take to show up on smackdown to jump off the stairs the way he did the fact that more and more kept rolling out and he retired preemptively and not on tv not in a video in a tweet the man retired tells you all we need to know like this was just getting from bad to worse and uh I, and the thing is, like, I don't know where this leaves the WWE. Nick Khan and Stephanie McMahon are now co-CEOs. Triple H has been promoted uh, to handle creative. But I, I can't put it past Vince McMahon to be parked in an unmarked van somewhere near Raw and SmackDown and SummerSlam still calling shots. I just can't see it happening. And I want to I get into that real quick. Um, but before, for people listening to us that are, you know, not in tune with the world of professional wrestling right now or they used to watch back before, uh, to kind of put this story of Vince McMahon not being in the WWE in perspective, this is the biggest news story in the history of WWE and arguably all of professional wrestling, correct? Yeah, I mean, you know, we've had some wilds. We had the steroid trial with Vince Man in the 80s. We had, obviously, Chris Benoit, the murder-suicide that was terribly unfortunate, that made headway. But I don't think anything compares to basically the man who brought pro wrestling into the mainstream and has been synonymous with the names of Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock. This is his company that he bought from his father. The fact that these allegations of, um, you know, the NDAs and paying off people for sexual harassment, that these have surfaced, may not be surprising, but the retirement, the retirement of Vincent Kennedy McMahon is the most significant pro wrestling story that I can think of in my lifetime. And and you, you talked about it earlier with Vince being in an unmarked van outside of SummerSlam and kind of calling the shots through text messages. Um, and I do think a lot of that is going to be dependent on, like you said, what's going to come out. Because the internal investigation with the WWE is still going on. The Wall Street Journal and those reporters aren't going to stop. HBO Real Sports is still doing what they're doing. Um, how much do you think, whether it's Nick Khan, Triple H, or Stephanie McMahon, how much do you think they're actually going to listen to some of the advice that Vince has if he sends texts or sends emails like, yo, you guys should be doing this, that, and the third? Because to be honest, when I look at those three Personally, I think that Stephanie obviously has an allegiance because she's always been there since she was a teenager. 
and and admires her father, and it's it's her father. But to me, Triple H, obviously he had the health reasons, but with Nick Khan and kind of how things have changed and the philosophy of who they're going to sign and what we want to present, the set and the third, I think he's kind of over it. And now he's back, and he's like, I can finally do what I was doing back when he was running NXT. It's fascinating, right? So we know that Nick Khan doesn't really necessarily have anything to do with the creative side. He handles all the business. His job is to take a look at those books, see who's getting paid too much, see what we need to do to strike better deals and handle that, right? Triple H is in a precarious position because, you know, there have been reports that him and Vince didn't always get along. You know, his vision of NXT was not necessarily Vince's vision of pro wrestling. Uh, But the the complicated part is you now have to uh, report to your wife, who was the boss's daughter. And you have to wonder, is, is Stephanie McMahon Vince's daughter or Paul Levesque's husband, Triple mm. H's real name? So it's, I don't know which master she serves in this situation, but I have a feeling that she's going to answer to her father more than she would her husband in this situation. So if Vince McMahon is calling shots from a text message and say, hey, Steph, you know, I don't like the way the creative is being handled. She may listen, and there's nothing that her husband can do anything about it. And I don't know about you. But I, I can't imagine a more complicated situation than this being Triple H having to answer to your wife, who is the boss's daughter. Yeah, I, I agree with it. And it's kind of like it, it, it kind of kind of spoils my next question, because one of the things I did want to ask you is and I know that WWE is doing their tryouts right now as we speak and the media was allowed to be in there and there was a media scrum with Triple H. Um, And he was asked about how the product is going to change with him being in creative. And he gave the simple answer of, well, you guys got TVs. You're going to have to watch. But from your perspective, whether he's kind of handicapped in some of the decisions that he wants to do um, and ultimately what plays out, what do you think is going to be the biggest difference for fans watching the product, whether it's six months from now or a year from now? Well, I think, first of all, we have to, I think it's going to take six months to see a lot of this stuff play out, right? The let it play out audience exists on Twitter. They let everything play out. Uh, But I think the most, the biggest change will be cohesive storytelling. At least I hope. Uh, The WWE has been (laughs) haphazardly booking a lot of their shows and things that just don't absolutely make zero sense happen. And then the storyline will be in one place one week and the next week is just kind of thrown in the trash. I think when you have somebody like Triple H involved, and depending on how that writer's room shapes up, I think they'll be more invested in trying to tell longer-term stories and having a lot more cohesiveness than in the past. I don't think that necessarily means that different people will be getting pushed because obviously, depending on how this internal investigation shakes out, this man could unretire and go right back to the position of the power in, in the company. That's not outside the realm of possibility. So I think Triple H is going to have to kind of tiptoe around this thing to try to serve all masters and make them happy. But as we saw with the NXT product, he doesn't necessarily, I mean, he's a sports entertainer, but he understands the value of pro wrestling. So I think we might actually see uh, something that is more akin to what we're seeing on AEW in terms of the work, because they have the talent. And I've always said I root for the talent, not necessarily the promoter. Just utilizing them properly is something that we probably see over the next six months as the biggest and most significant change. And one of the things that kind of has me excited the most and reports are starting to trickle in. I believe yesterday, Dave Meltzer, Bleacher Report, uh, tweeting out that there is interest in Triple H reaching out to the likes of Sasha Banks and Naomi. And of course, 
out there in the free agency world of professional wrestling, Johnny Gargano, Bray Wyatt, to name a few. Um, do you think, and I know there's been some comments of people being like, yo, if Triple H doesn't leave, I'm still there. But do you think with a change of philosophy, um, do you think that what they're looking for in terms of talent? And do you think that Sasha and Naomi or Bray or some of these people that used to be with the company ultimately end up back in WWE? It's a really good question because I think the talent that you just mentioned, especially Sasha Banks and Naomi, I think they're going to do a, a wait-and-see approach. I don't think they're going to be rushing back to the company. They want to see how things have changed because, obviously, you still have friends in the company. So if, if you're talking to Natalia or Carmella or Charlotte, and it sounds like the same old same, maybe I'm not in a rush to go back, and I don't care who's at the helm. But if you see some changes actually happening that benefit the company, and especially in the case of Sasha Banks and Naomi, where all reports say it was frustration over the lack of push for the ta women's tag team titles, if you see that matriculating to something that is they care about this type of product, I can see them coming back. I also believe a lot of the talent, even the Adam Coles and the Garganos of the world and the Bray Wyatt, said if, if Triple H was in power, they didn't want to leave. Look, the WWE pays their talent a lot of money, but there's nothing that can, there's no price on happiness. And at some point, as we see with all the, the talent that has come through those doors, they want to leave because they're not happy doing what they love. So if you're handicapping them and you're saying, well, we're paying you a bunch of money to sit on the bench and do nothing, that's not appealing for anybody that's been with the company. But if you go, look, you're a wrestler and we want you to wrestle, somebody like Johnny Gargano, that's appealing and maybe I come back if I'm being utilized, but I need to see it to believe it because it's still the house that Vincent Kennedy McMahon built. And I can't trust that just because you're in power in the next 90 days that you sign me and you don't hood with me like you've done so many other talent. Like all, all this talent that they've signed, a lot of them have been underutilized, have been told that they're going to be pushed to the moon or they're going to be prominently featured, and they're not. So it's a wait-and-see approach. I mean, I was just about to plug your Twitter, and be sure to follow Andreas on Twitter, at Andreas Hale. And you tweeted yesterday that CM Punk, what got me back to being a fan after being gone as I grew up as a teenager and that run and how that was ultimately, that was really only four weeks. SummerSlam comes, and then Kevin Nash comes, and then that was really the end of arguably one of the hottest storylines definitely of this era. Uh, Money in the Bank 2011, by the way, I think is the best pay-per-view the WWE had of that decade. Um, but just again, one more time, be sure to follow him, Andreas Hale, on Twitter, at Andreas Hale. Um, check out this podcast, too, the Corner Podcast as well, wherever you get your podcast. Real quick, Dwight Howard in the WWE, are you in or out? <laughs> Listen, man, I'm in because uh, listen, there's a guy <laughs> named Almost who's a, who's a giant and is not necessarily a great worker. Like, I can't imagine that Dwight Howard could be any worse. More importantly, it seems like this is something that Dwight Howard has thought about for a while. And I think the WWE could use somebody like Dwight Howard if, you know, he's really taking this seriously. And it may not, it couldn't even be a one off. I mean, his little promo at, at the tryouts was funny. Uh, I'm in, man. Like, I mean, if Logan Paul can sign with the company, why can't Dwight Howard? No, look, you, like, look at the man. He, he, could, he could get a run. Why not? You're right. Are we ultimately going to end up with Draymond Green doing his podcast during Monday Night Raw? <laughs> like him coming no, to the it, WWE? It, it, dude, it's possible. Listen, the, the, those trials, they focus heavily on college athletes with no pro wrestling experience, which is a complicated thing because I think you should mix, you know, raw talent with seasoned talent to make the raw talent better. But, uh, 
they've always had an infatuation with athletes, right? Go, dating back to like Lawrence Taylor headlining WrestleMania, like the refrigerator William Perry in the Battle Royal WrestleMania two. Like they've had that infatuation with athletes. So if there's a way to incorporate athletes who are actually pro wrestling fans into the product and take it seriously, I think there's a fun way to do it. Um, but you just can't push them to the top of the car to make the main eventers and then expose how green they are. There's a, there's a balance that they have to figure out. Um, I don't know if they're there yet. And uh, this is going to be the last WWE question before we get to Ric Flair on some of the other things. Because like you said, it is a huge week for combat sports this weekend. Um, so I'm a little younger than you. Uh, so my arguments growing up consisted of LeBron versus Kobe, LeBron versus Dwayne Wade, LeBron versus MJ. And then we had Xbox versus PlayStation. Now that I'm a grown ass man. Uh, I've realized that I can actually afford to have a PlayStation and an Xbox and enjoy them both. And that's kind of my philosophy with WWE and AEW. But from a perspective of AEW fans and not necessarily Tony Khan, who's hilarious and being petty on Twitter, and I'm here for that as well. Um, But if I'm an AEW fan, is all this news and all these changes transpiring on the WWE side, is that good for business? Um, That's a good question. Yes, because you would you would think that with everything that's going on, it brings more eyeballs to AEW, which is actually a tremendous product. Um, and if you're a pro wrestling fan, you should watch it. Uh, I think that all of this, yeah, it's unfortunate when it comes to Vincent Man, but hopefully the change does see more pro wrestling happening for pro wrestling fans. And I always thought that AEW and WWE is like, yeah, you could choose sides. I don't believe in tribalism in pro wrestling. I think if something's great, you call it great. If something sucks, then it sucks. But it's always good to have an alternative. So at the end of the day, and I hate saying at the end of the day because it's such a cliche thing to say, but you have options, and now your eyeballs should move from WWE to AEW. Just take a look at what they have to offer. And if you enjoy that alternative, tune in more. If not, stick with WWE. But it is good for business. Competition is always great for business because it brings the best out of everybody. So just enjoy what you like. Uh, Like my man Kaz says, uh, Kazim Fumudier, he says, don't yuck somebody else's yum. Just enjoy what you like. Facts. Go listen to the Cheap Heat podcast after you listen to the Corner podcast, after you listen to the Playmakers here on Odyssey, okay? Uh, Last two questions, Andreas. Uh, Ric Flair, what the hell? Yeah, that's a good way to ask a question, an open-ended question. I, I, I don't know. Listen, I, I grew up watching Ric Flair. He was wrestling since before I was born. The fact that he's having one last match is, like, ridiculous to me because this man's talking about he has a pacemaker. Like, stop, Rick. But it's the thing. It's 73 like man, years old, all right? he knows. He's a maniac. He's nuts. But to say that I wouldn't watch it would be a lie. I am absolutely tuning in on Sunday to watch Ric Flair's mat- last match. I mean, hopefully it, it turns out well and he doesn't get hurt. Hopefully Jeff Jarrett takes care of him because he smashes somebody over the head with a guitar. Um, it's a legacy that, what that are we doing? lives on in pro wrestling. But, yes, the question is, what the hell are we doing? At 73 years old, are you nuts? Never, Ugh. never in the history of pro wrestling, I believe, is one of the things and highlights looking into a match or looking forward to it is, well, hopefully – legitimately one of the wrestlers doesn't die. Hopefully that Um, (laughs) until now. Uh, And my final question, and again, Andreas, thank you so much for the time. Jake Paul next weekend, Madison Square Garden. If he loses and everyone gets to go in his face and see, see what happens, whether, uh, whether he has a long career or not, you actually finally lost when you faced an actual boxer and you couldn't hang 
Does an L end his boxing career? Absolutely not. Listen, he could take this loss like Conor McGregor lost to Nate Diaz, and he'll be just fine. He'll lose, and he'll say, hey, man, he was bigger than me. He was, I didn't have time to prepare for him, and, uh, and I'll fight again. Jake Paul, like, the one thing we got to get out of in the world of boxing is understand, like, considering a loss to be the end of somebody's career. Uh, the greatest fighters of all time have lost. It wasn't really until Floyd Mayweather came around that we put so much value on an undefeated record. Jake Paul is training hard to be a real boxer and, and taken, uh, treated as a real boxer. If he loses to another real boxer, it is okay. There are going to be some people that jump off the bandwagon for a week. and t- it, Like, I'll refer to Drake. Drake always says this. He's like, when I drop my album, I expect you to talk trash for the first week. Three weeks later is when we revisit how you really feel about my music. Same thing with Jake Paul. If he loses this fight, we're going to trash him for about a week. But if he announces another fight three to four weeks later, we'll see what really happens. And I think people will still be on board with whatever Jake Paul has to offer. If nothing else, he's entertaining. And I think we'll still continue to tune in. There he is, Andreas Hall, joining us. Uh, Combat Sports, he's got you covered with Sporting News, Series XM on the Fight Nation channel, The Corner Podcast. I know you have other podcasts and projects in the works, right? What am I missing? Uh, I just launched a show on Sporting News called Fighting Words with Andreas Hale, where I just kind of give my controversial opinions, do some interviews. That goes once a week on the Sporting News YouTube channel. Um, and, yeah, I, I think that's it. I mean, obviously I got the, the project with me, Big E from WWE, and Johnny Davenport, Our Heroes Rock, the animated series that messaged hip-hop with uh, Schoolhouse Rock uh, to talk about the, the, the uh, civil rights leaders and people from – black culture and uh in hip-hop culture and, and paying homage to them so we got that coming later on this year uh, and i think that's about it man I, there's a lot of hyphens in what i do but uh i think we focus on the key ones yes yeah, a lot of quality work man andreas we appreciate you joining us during this busy weekend i'm sure we'll be checking in with you soon take care man absolutely thank you of course andreas hale joining us again be sure to follow him on twitter at andreas hale that is h-a-l-e on the last name And the show continues jam-packed on this Friday here on The Playmakers. Coming up next, Rick Fire. He runs Evo, the GM of Evo, rather. Next weekend, the biggest fighting game tournament in the world is coming to Mandalay Bay. And we'll explain what the hell it is and why you should be excited. It's 1140 The Bet. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? 
Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.